Hello, and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We are doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle. We hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today, we are in Chapter 3, Section 1, Moving Deeply into the Now. Don't Seek Yourself in the Mind. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I am here with Gilda Simone. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. This chapter starts with a statement from a student. Moving deeply into the now, don't seek yourself in the mind. I feel that there is a great deal I need to learn about the workings of my mind before I can get anywhere near full consciousness or spiritual enlightenment. Eckhart says, no, 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 you don't. (laughs) No, no, no. The problems of the mind cannot be solved on the level of the mind. Once you have understood the basic dysfunction, there isn't really much else that you need to learn or understand. Studying the complexities of the mind may make you a good psychologist, but doing so won't take you beyond the mind. Just as the study of madness isn't enough to create sanity, (laughs) you have already understood the basic mechanics of the unconscious state. Identification with the mind, which creates a false self, the ego, as a substitute for your true self rooted in being. You become as a branch cut off from the vine, as Jesus puts it. The ego's needs are endless. It feels vulnerable and threatened, and so lives in a state of fear and want. Once you know how the basic dysfunction operates, there is no need to explore all its countless manifestations, no need to make it into a complex personal problem. The ego, of course, loves it. It is always seeking for something to attach itself to, in order to uphold and strengthen its illusory sense of self. And it will readily attach itself to your problems. This is why, for so many people, a large part of their sense of self is intimately connected with their problems. Once this has happened, the last thing they want is to become free of them. That would mean loss of self. There could be a great deal of unconscious ego investment in pain and suffering. Gosh, that is so true. People identify with their pain and suffering and they become a victim. And then they want to talk about their pain and suffering. And that's, they identify with it to the point where they have a very difficult time of letting it go. And that's something that happened in the past. It's something that's over. I've known people that have had traumatic, really life altering experiences in the past. And so, yeah, that happened. And yeah, you need to release that energy from your body because it activates cellular memory in your body. And it's something that needs to be released and transmuted into light energy. At the same time, if you keep talking about it, eventually, hopefully you get to the point where you say, yeah, that happened. It sucked. And I'm ready to move on now. What's what's next? Some people, though, keep talking about their pain and suffering as if it happened yesterday or five minutes ago, when in reality, it happened 20 years ago, and they still haven't let it go. Right. Yeah, right. And that is 
what he says here, there can be a great deal of unconscious ego investment in pain and suffering. That person became identified with the pain and suffering, and therefore they haven't let it go. It's part of who they are. And taking that away from them might put them into another painful state of like, who am I then? Who am I if I'm not this victim? It's pretty intense. Okay. So you recognize the root of unconsciousness as identification with the mind, which of course includes the emotions. You step out of it. You become present. When you are present, you can allow the mind to be as it is without getting entangled in it. The mind in itself is not dysfunctional. It is a wonderful tool. Dysfunction sets in when you seek yourself in it and mistake it for who you are. It then becomes the egoic mind and takes over your whole life. Well, that's the end of this section and another fairly intense section in this book, The Power of Now. It's so true that it would be easy to get wrapped up in who we were or what happened to us, identify with that and make it who we are. Like I know people that have been athletes. Well, at a certain point in your life, as an athlete, it's going to be over and you're not going to be an athlete anymore. (laughs) I think about, um, there's a famous football player right now who just retired. He retired for about five minutes and his egoic mind probably got a better of him and said, wait a minute, who are you without this football thing? (laughs) And so now he's unretired and he's really beyond the age that most people would play football. But who is he without the football? So there's that struggle that he's in with who am I now? If I don't, if I'm, if I'm not the the star football player, who am I? That's sad. Yeah, it is. It is because he's built his whole world around being that football player, which is only temporary. And then I think maybe that's true for all of humanity. Maybe we've all built our world around who we are in this physical body and the secret of life as he said in the last chapter is to die before you die to find that there is no death and this is just an experience that we all get to have a physical human body experience that we temporarily get to have while we're here and it's only part of a, a, a very minuscule part of our total journey as a spiritual being. Very interesting. Well, that's the beginning of chapter three, everyone. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back with the end, the delusion of time section next. Hope you have a great week, everyone. Bye now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation, consider joining our group where we encourage each other on our spiritual journeys. Go to our website, lifecoachtrainingonline.com and click on Coaching Services or give us a call at 800-711-4346.